Welcome to Conversations on Life, Work, and Love, hosted by coaches Bonnie Blackstone and Ramey Gibbs. Our focus is to give voices to Gen X women and help them achieve a well-lived life. Indeed. Yes. Hello, Bonnie. Hi, welcome to episode two. Yes, episode two. Well, it's actually three, but I welcome you to fix that. <laughs> Episode something three. Okay, episode three. (laughs) And what we are talking about today is a word that most of you have probably never heard of. Well, first of all, it's Japanese. The word is ikigai. Ikigai, yeah. All right, so Bonnie, what do we know about ikigai? Well, up until recently, I really had no idea. Um, first of all, I just think that's a super cool word. Isn't it? <laughs> it's so fun to say, ikigai. Yeah, but what it means to me is, um, what is your purpose? What is your reason for getting up in the morning? Um, and I know, Ramey, this is something you use in your business. So I'm going to pass the baton back to you. Oh, let me run with it a little bit. A, okay. a good definition of what ikigai means to you yeah. in your practice. Yeah. And it, it really, what you said, that's definitely two the things, the purpose of life and the reason for getting up in the morning. It's also that which makes life worth living. Um, so ikigai is kind of interesting if you look at it from a truly Japanese perspective or more the Western perspective, but there are some things that there is both. Um, Mm -hmm. So the best way to look at it is it's a path, a way of life. It's a journey. It's not a destination. So it's all of the things that makes you in the morning when you wake up, want to just go and and feel empowered and drive your actions and your purpose through Mm -hmm. each day. Yeah. Um, and, And really, I think the thing mostly when I learned about it, that really struck me is it's spending as much time in flow, mm-hmm. you know, and what, what is flow? It's the, it's the things that make you lose all sense of time that you love doing. And it's, it's staying there and feeling um, fulfilled in what you're doing. It's feeling like you're living your purpose um, and, and really just, being in the zone as much of your life as you can. Mm-hmm. So it's it's finding that which brings you all of that mm-hmm. and keeps you going. Yeah. Um, I think um, Lao Tzu said it perfectly. A journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And that one step is figuring out where to start with this. Right. And you and I were just talking before we hit record about how so many of us at this age if we were cornered and asked, who are you? What is your purpose? We would draw a big blank. Yeah, most of us would, unless unless we've done the work, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is um, a new construct, a new way of thinking. Yeah. New and yet ancient. I mean, every person from what I've discovered out of Ikigai is, everyone has an Ikigai. It's just digging deep and finding out what that is. It is. And, and I think uh, especially the, the Okinawans, but they, from birth, are encouraged to live through their ikigai, mm-hmm. their purpose. You know, you uncover and develop that purpose and keep living it and driving it every day 
all of the time. And for them, it really creates um, a longer, healthier, happier life. Surprisingly, they have some of the longest lifespans. And, you know, they used to say it's all about the food. But now more studies have said it's because of the Ikigai. Mm -hmm. So, and as you said, so I use this in my practice. And, you know, what I generally start with people is we got to figure out who you are. We start with who you are, what's important to you. And then the next step is to start trying to figure out um, what is that perfect career for you that's going to bring you purpose and Mm -hmm. help you feel alive and make you want to get out of bed every morning and go to work. And that's really how in the Western world, that's how Ikigai is applied. Um, Let's talk a little bit about how the formula, you know, let's work on the formula. So what we want to, what we want to do for you guys today is really focus on what is the Ikigai formula. And what we'll do is at the, at the end of this, we'll make sure it's in the show notes so that you can work on this yourself, but we'll really talk about the formula. And then we'll talk about both of our, um, plans, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and we worked the formula for ourselves and we'll talk about how that works for us and, and uh, the results and what we can do to drive forward. Um, mm-hmm. So you can see how it works. Mm-hmm. So basically what the formula is, it's the intersection of what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs and what you can be paid for. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it again, just in case anybody is taking notes, but you're probably out for a nice, lovely walk on a beautiful day, but <laughs> here it is again. Unless you live in Seattle. <laughs> and it's raining. So there's that, right? Or, or you're where I live in South Texas and it's 90 degrees. And, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So again, you would start with what you love. So if you were sitting down to write this down right now, you would say, okay, what are the things that I love? And you want to think about this pretty deeply in relation to your work, your family, volunteer activities, or personal interests and hobbies. So everything that you love, it doesn't have to necessarily 100% pertain to work because a lot of things that you love, you can tie into your work mm-hmm. and then write that down. Yeah, I would say um, try not to even think about your job, your current job, or even a dream career at this point in the game. Just what do you what do you love to do? What do you love to do? Yeah. What do you love to do? What lights you up? What causes you to lose track of time? That flow. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's flow. That's flow state. That's flow. Yeah. Okay. So I would encourage everybody um set aside career for right now and just think about what lights you up. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then the next thing you need to do is figure out what you are good at. So you want to think about all the things that are in regards to your talents and your skills. And you want to think about your strengths and all of the things you're capable of doing well, no matter how big or small. This is going to take a lot of Mm self-evaluation. Would you say, Ramey, that if you're feeling stuck, in listing what you're good at because that can throw a little wrench into it because we never have the confidence, you know, um, many of us don't. What would you think about asking a friend? Yeah, or, I think or a, a lot of times that's, uh, you know, what am I, what, what do you, what am I good at? 
ask a coworker. Yeah, what do you think is my best? It's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, And also think about the things that people have told you that you're good at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, think what are things people have told you you're good at? And then, and you're right. Go, go ask your partner, go ask a friend, go ask a coworker. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I I think too, like in work, if you're, if you're someone that people come to, to ask for help to do certain things, that means you're good at it. Right. Yeah. So then the next step would be to consider what the world needs. And don't get too caught up here in humanity as a whole. You can look at your small community that you're in touch with. It can even be your friends and family or your immediate community. It doesn't have to be the world as a whole. Um, Think about a product, a service, or something as simple as helping one single person. What are things that you have recognized that the world needs? And then kind of maybe put your spin on it where maybe it's something that you could affect somehow. Right. Okay. And then the last part is what can you be paid to do? So you kind of take all of this and start really looking at it and saying, okay, what can I combine and what can I actually get paid for by combining these different things? And this Mm -hmm. is what then turns it into a career with purpose. Right. And whether it's working for someone else or working for a nonprofit or creating your own business and becoming an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, those are the things you work through after that. So right. what, as you were doing this, Bonnie, what um, what were some of the emotions and feelings that came, you know, that you experienced while you're going through it? Well, I started off by listing, I went through a values exercise. Um, and we can put that link in the show notes too, but, um, what are some values that meant the most to me? Meaning, um, empathy, patience, intuition, listening. Um, and then I looked at that, like, you know, what are my skills when it comes to my values? So I looked at that and my skills and strengths or my values were intuition, listening, um, written communication, patience, and empathy. Um, and then I took that further. You know, what do I love to do? I love to read. I love to teach. Um, I love writing and creating protocols and programs. I love coaching and I love learning. Um, so that's where I started with. What are some of my skills and within those skills, what do I love the most doing? Yeah. Yeah. So then when you hit the, what the world needs, what did you do there? What the world needs, uh, generally speaking, compassion and empathy, um, information, um, a safe and soft place to land, um, and wisdom from age and experience. So... That's what I came in, what the, what the world around me needs, the community I'm personally trying to build through my coaching practice. I think this is a lot of what they need. And I'm just going to assume that's a pretty worldwide net to cast as well. Who doesn't? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Safe place to land. It's Mm -hmm. online too. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then were some of the things that you decided you were good at? I'm teaching. I used to do a lot of um, 
massage instruction um, and teaching. I was really good at writing protocols. So um, if I were to say, what would I put out there that perhaps the community would benefit from that I could also be paid for? Teaching, instructing, um, writing blog posts, informative um, topics that would benefit my coaching community or branch out from there to other like-minded women. Um, again, that safe place to, to land would be opening the, the door with um, compassion and empathy in uh, instruction and written word. Cool. So what did you come up with then <laughs> as you went through the process? Yeah. What uh, did you decide? I know coaching obviously is what's coming through for you, but were there any interesting things yeah. that tied so together? As I that mentioned before, I'm, like, I'm wow, a, okay, a massage cool. therapist and I love it. I love my career as a massage therapist. I, um, it is reaching its expiration point for me physically, mostly. Um, but what I learned in piecing all together the, the, um, passion and talents is there are other um, avenues of massage I can do and incorporate into my coaching. Because I work a lot with women who have gone through traumatic experiences, there's a somatic or physical aspect to their trauma. So through a more energetic or positive touch, I can help them overcome some of their trauma issues. So it was interesting to see how I can combine the two loves, the life coaching and the massage therapy. And I, I think that there's a need for it and I think I could be paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. And how about yourself? What did you come up with? So for me, um, some of the things that I put down that I love is helping people become the best version of themselves. That's always something that I've been passionate about throughout life and career. Um, if I can help someone, you know, there, I can think of several people that I sent to college and as an adult that they, you know, later in life were like, I really wish I would have gone to school. Well, let's get you in school, you know? Um, and I'm a weirdo here. I love research and then applying the research. So that's something that I love. I love writing, I love having deep conversations. I love spending time in nature and traveling. Um, working with animals is a big thing for me. And then um, mm. being creative and bringing people together. Those were some of the, the big things for me. Um, and it was interesting. We'll see here at the end. But as I'm writing that, how I'm able to tie it all together is, is pretty cool. Um, okay. What the world needs. So this, I had a few things that weren't all necessarily tied to coaching, but they were just, I right. sat here and thought about things that I've always mentioned that I wish we need, we had, right? So um, for me, again, tying in the animals thing, I, I where I live, there are tons of stray animals. And I feel like the only way to help people mm-hmm. be better pet parents is to educate them and to start at a young age. You have to start with kids. Um Another thing that's come up a few times is a good handyman to help oh, yeah. the elderly. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a service to help the elderly with things that they can't do. Cause that comes <laughs> up so often too. my, with my neighbor, my send my husband over there, but <laughs> it's tough. So, um, and kind of like you said, people to listen without judgment and provide mm-hmm. a safe place to land. 
and then accessible environments to grow and develop. So I think so often we're not, you know, okay, so we're back to the the Gen X women and, and, and who we are targeting here with this podcast. That's the age where you start to say, okay, Mm-hmm. This is not right. It's time to grow. I need to get better every day. And what do I need to do that? Right. right. But it's not really encouraged in the general population. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people just That's like status quo and they don't yeah. want you to change and they don't want you mm-hmm. to grow and they don't want you to put up boundaries because they love you for who you are. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. So, um, but I'm good at it. So the first thing I put down is putting together events and then bringing people together. That ties together. I'm good at writing. I'm good at asking questions. I'm good at basic marketing and building relationships, finding the truth, uh, planning and building itineraries, taking care of animals. I used to have a pet sitting business. So that's where that all comes together too. <laughs> so um, anticipating people's needs, communicating mm-hmm. and storytelling. Those were some of the different things that came, came up with. And then what I can be paid for. So coaching, of course, one-on-one. And then this is where it all kinds kind of ties together is hosting retreats. And so what my theory is to host retreats in a beautiful environment so that I can travel and people can travel based around animal com- conservation. So if say I kept uh-huh. it down here in South Padre Island, close to where I live, we would do something around turtles. And what that does is um not only is it about the animals and conservation, mm-hmm. but it lets people do something that. that is bigger than themselves and ties themselves back to the community, which is a huge part of self-care. Um, and then um, and then self-care and spiritual self-care. So that's the tie-in of pulling the retreat together. So it's also giving um, a sense of community for people and an opportunity for them to grow and develop. Uh, I thought I would write a book. That's definitely on the agenda for soon and blocks and blogs, um, basic marketing education. I can also do stuff with that and get paid for, which I've been doing for <laughs> several years at this point, plan events for other people. I've been doing that for several years. at this point. Um, so those are the things that I came up with that I can be paid for. But my focus going forward will be on getting that book written, writing the blogs, creating the retreats and the one-on-one coaching. Awesome. Yeah, so it really is just about finding that purpose and that joy. Um, Now, what would you say if there's a person who sincerely just can't fathom leaving their nine-to-five job right now or whatever it is they're stuck in? Is it possible for them to find their ikigai within that realm and put it to use? Yeah, absolutely. And that's where we have to look outside the job. So a lot of times people will make the commitment to, I need to stay with my job because my retirement's, you know, all tied up into it or the pay's too good. I can't leave. I can't start over. Mm -hmm. You know, it happens, right? And so Mm -hmm. at that point you say, okay, well, this, I'm making the conscious decision, conscious choice that I'm going to stay with this job. What can I do to create a life a purpose and value for myself outside of the job. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that's going to involve um, volunteering, becoming part of an organization, starting an organization that's not work-related, that it right. becomes your passion project. Mm-hmm. I would think also, too, um, 
so many times we get complacent in our jobs. There's a, you know, this term that's going around now, quiet quitting, yeah. um, which would be fun to cover sometime too. Um, but I think that if, as you're sitting there in your cubicle or your space or wherever it is you work, um, isn't there something about the environment that sparks some kind of joy in you? How can you um, seek that out? Where are you putting your energy at work from nine to five? Um, and is there right. something within there that you can change just to make your life a bit more pleasant? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's a company that you've been with for quite some time, I'm sure there's lots of opportunities you can figure out what what's bring what brings you flow within the right, environment that right. you're in and try to develop that position or create a new position yeah. or advance to another position where you have the opportunity to do more of what brings that right. flow, you know? Yeah. Um, or is it just not having lunch with that annoying woman who brings you down every day? <laughs> right. And you're avoiding too the things yeah. that do make it a drag, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely a possibility too. Um, I was very fortunate when I worked for, uh, it was Harris at the time, it's now Caesars, but um, when I got my master's degree, they created a position for me mm-hmm. that was marketing based. And so, you know, if again, you know, these kind of things with the women that we're talking about, and we'll probably do a podcast on this at some point, but this ties into this, what's your voice? Yeah. Where is your voice? Use your voice. Ask for what you want. Ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really love this concept. Um, And it was really a bit challenging, you know, to, to list your positives. Uh, Give, give me five minutes and I can give you a hundred negatives. Things I dislike, I don't enjoy doing. Um, But it was really gratifying to sit and stretch that imagination. What am I good at? What do I enjoy? I don't think we even think about that in a typical day. I don't think we do either, right? Most mm-hmm. of the typical day, we're just trying to get through it. Right. right. Fortunately. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's what what I got out of this the most. Um, and it was really gratifying also just to see that I am on the right path. Yeah. Something I've done recently has set me on this course. So that's that feels really good. Um, but yeah, just, I encourage everybody to just take some time. Um, it's an easy enough diagram to follow. The hard work is stretching that imagination and being honest with yourself and digging deep and asking yourself the questions. It is digging deep. And you're right. When it, the, what am I good at? I, I paused too. I'm like, Mm -hmm. uh, Hmm. You think about what you're currently doing in your current career and you start going, okay, what, what parts of this am I good at? You're like, you know, well, what if I don't like doing this anymore? And I'm not talking about coaching, but (laughs) (laughs) looking at the, some of the marketing event stuff, it's like, I don't want to do these things anymore. Yeah, But that doesn't mean you're not good at it. (laughs) Correct. Right. So those are, that's where you have to kind of pause and go, okay, wait. (laughs) So what within that realm, what is it that you're, you're good at? Um, what is it that brought you to that career in the first place? Um, and what would you change about it? Right. You know, all thought provoking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So uh, I think we've mostly tied it together. I wanted to just a couple things that I thought were a little bit interesting that maybe we could just talk about a little bit. And this is mm-hmm. more on the, the Japanese side of this. 
and how they really incorporate Ikigai into all of their life. Something that when I was reading through all the different things that the different authors who write about Ikigai, the first thing that came to my mind, I don't know if you're a Shawshank Redemption fan or not, but Mm -hmm. this saying has always stuck with me. And this is very much what Ikigai is about from a Japanese perspective. And it's the get busy living or get busy dying phrase that Andy Dufresne says in Shawshank Redemption. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea there being when you're living, you're doing something meaningful and positive with your life and you are dying when you are not attempting to improve your life. Yeah. Yeah. Are you living or are you busy dying? Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. It's always been so powerful. (laughs) It really (laughs) is. And whether it expands your, your, your life, another 50, 60 years, or you have the best next 20, you know? Yeah. It's time. Find your joy. Find your joy. Yeah. Does this bring me joy? Throw the rest away. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, great topic. And as you said, we'll put, um, we'll put some links in the uh, show notes. Um, it's really good articles from Psychology Today, I think is where you and I got most of our yes. information. Yeah. So some really good tools and graphs and um, online tests you can take that'll get the motor running. And we will definitely put those in the show notes so you can access them. But we hope you do this project. And if you're ready to take it to the next step, I'm always available to keep you going in the right direction. Yes, so. highly recommend Miss Ramey. She will get you in the right direction. <laughs> Very good. All right, Miss Bonnie, until next week. All right. Take care. Join us every Thursday for more conversations on life, work, and love. And when you're ready to find your own voice and your own path towards a well-lived life, we'd love to be your coaches. Reach out to us through our websites. You'll find me, Ramey, at renovatedrealities.com. And you'll find me, Bonnie, at bonnieblackstone.com. Thanks for joining us. If you have enjoyed today's episode, be sure to review, rate, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts.